On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. There are three other podcasts out there that talk about the Bare Naked Ladies as well, but we are the only ones that do it alphabetically. <laughs> that, that makes us special. That, that, that may be so, Tracy, but I think that there's nobody better. I, I'm glad that you feel that way because nobody that, better. Nobody does it better <laughs> than Tracy and Bare Naked ABCs. I'll be here all week. Tip your waiter. That was beautiful. Oh, oh. That, that was good. That was really you wrote good. it. There was wow. that girl in San Francisco that did do it quite well. I left my heart. Wait. <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> so to, that's the song we will be singing tonight. Not I left my heart Same. in San Francisco, but nobody better. Not nobody, nobody better. does it better, which is also no. a very fine tune. Uh, yes, a very fine tune. But no, we will be discussing yeah. the Robertson Hearn song from the fake nudes album. And if you've uh-huh. never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. Don't believe I know, don't believe I fall in right. Tell me, does it show, wherever I go, you'll be on my mind. Nobody better, forever and ever, I'll weather this with you. I've never heard this song before. No, I, I I have not heard this song often. I mean, it only came out three years ago. Well, four years ago now. So, um, but Heidi, will you give us a breakdown on this song? I sure will. Break it down. So, <clears throat> the breakdown from Heidi, it's in the key of G. It clocks in at 193 beats per minute, even Ooh. though it doesn't seem that fast. It feels like it would be half that. And I almost wonder if it's taken in two, even though it's taken in four, but it's got a two, two feel. It's got a, it's got a half feel to it. Um, it just, yeah, I know Jeff, I'm like, I've it's, uh, yeah. it it's, too. it's, mm-hmm. it's, but it feels that way. It's in the key of G, not Cape Bode. And it follows a very basic chord progression of, uh, and it's the form is a verse, chorus, verse, wait, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, uh, chorus, outro, like a very short one line outro. Um, and it follows a basic uh, chord progression in the key of G of one, five, one, then it goes into a minor six, then one for the verses. Uh, the chorus shoots you into a four, one, I'm sorry, a four, five, which is a neat shift. So you've got um, the I don't believe I know is from a C to a D chord. So that's a four chord in the key of G to a five chord. And then a one, five, and it ends on a minor six chord. Um, going out. Um, so it follows basically that. Then there's the bridge, which is a f- basically a, um, wait, where's my bridge? Uh, which goes kind of off the rails. So we've got like a five, like it goes off and it includes like an F sharp chord in there. So it does tweak the, the chord progression a bit there, but then it ends just sitting on a one chord, like as a so long. Um, but that last strum that we hear, right? Yeah, that there's nobody better. Mm-hmm. And it's just on that G chord, the tonic chord. And that's pretty much the Reader's Digest condensed version breakdown. Now, you found some interesting articles about the beat and about the I, type of music they were trying to replicate in this. I did, because this this song was not my favorite. And, and it's been hard for me to... 
really fall in love with this album. Um, and I think it's partially because of my affinity of the original, you know, well, the original and then the new original five, um, you know, after Andy and then, you know, of course, with with Kevin. Um, and so it, it was a tough sell for me. I think I was still in mourning <laughs> a little bit, as so many of us were. And this song, when I first listened to it, like right after last week's episode recording, I was like, okay, yeah, I haven't listened to this album in a while. So I started listening to it last week. I was like, I just hate it. I just do not like this song at all for some reason. I just don't know what it is. And so then as I listened to it more and more the last few days, over and over and was doing the analysis. So I listened to it a lot, trying to get the analysis done. And it grew on me a little bit. It's still not my favorite, but it did grow on me. And then I found an article that Warner Music did and it kind of went, oh, that makes so much sense. So in an article that they did uh, with Warner Music, um, it says, basically, one of the most inventive moments on fake nudes is nobody better matches its heart on sleeve lyrics with urgent rhythms and intricate guitar work. Um, and Robertson, Ed said, for a while, we couldn't figure out what to do with Nobody Better. We'd been playing it like a Lyle Lovett song. Hmm, I'd like to hear what that sounded like, actually. And then one day, Tyler came in and said, what if it was more like a Sean Paul song? Now, I didn't know who Sean Paul was, but you you found out and you'll tell us. Um, so we built a drum loop that had this very dance hall feel to it and then added this arpeggiated guitar line on top of that. And it ended up 180 degrees from where we started. We just went way outside what we were used to doing and it felt really great. So that was the article from Warner Music. And then... Um, on getbarenaked.net, they took um, apart 10 things from the Fake Nudes album. And apparently the backdrop, the electronic pumping backdrop is the same sample used in Grinning Streak's song Limits, which is interesting because now I need to listen to both of those back to back and see the parallels there. But they said, um, Tyler said he's very proud of this track because you can't listen to it without hearing a definite reggae influence. And although it was a risk, he says, it's got a great dance beat when we play it live and we're pretty proud of it. And that's something he told the, the PEI Guardian. So I haven't, I still don't get the reggae feel as much. I kind of get it, but I'm still haven't wrapped my head around that concept yet. But some interesting, it definitely open my ears a little bit more to what they were trying to do because at first i was like this just doesn't work for me but that's my i'm sorry did you say a sean paul song yes i did <laughs> as in as in jamaican rap oh lord girl i got the right tactic to turn you on yeah oh yeah. my gosh that's him <laughs> that's that's sean paul yeah oh lord girl i got the right tactic to turn you on and girl i wanna be the papa you can be the mom no way. I got the right temperature to shelter you. Oh, yeah. That's wrong. No way. Yeah. That's what they're. Yeah. I don't hear I, that. I can. I can hear it now. Sorry. Now that now I can hear From, it. Now. They would play that song. I can totally hear it now with the, the stop stutter beat. That, now I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. That yes, makes sense. That yes. makes sense. It's got the same stop st uh, stutter beat. That's, yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to have to put a clip of that in there. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah, I was yeah, I was picking up on that when I was listening to the song too. And I'm like, there I'm like, there's something familiar mm -hmm. about yeah. this. Well, you mentioned it. They said dance hall. Dance hall is a type of reggae. It's uh found in the Caribbean a lot more with soca and um mm -hmm. reggae is more Jamaican. But Well, we talked about that on a previous song as well. And I'm trying yeah. to remember, I want to say it was off this album as well. I, and I think I actually enjoyed that song better, um, but I'm trying to remember which song it was. Now I've got that Sean Paul song in my head. I hate you, Jeff. I hate you. <laughs> so, Says the person who literally said Sean Paul. I know. Well, that's because I read it in an interview. Well, and in another interview for Saltwire in 2017, they said that Ed said that the song was brought to them in a Kenny Rogers flavor. And then it, then they decided to do it in a reggae type sound. I don't, he, I would love to hear the Kenny Rogers type version and see what it comes out as. I don't hear reggae in this. Kenny, Kenny was really known for his reggae music. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's in a country flavor like one from Kenny. But I, I mean, there is a country song I hear in this, um, because uh, it's in the it's in the the pre-chorus. Uh, but um, I am hearing uh, there's a Gary Allen song called "The Best I Ever Had," and I'm hearing that because a "Tell Me Does It Show" is the best I ever had notes too, and uh, it's the exact same notes. I'm I'm almost positive, and I hear that too. So I'm hearing a lot of different stuff in this one. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to see uh, Kenny Rogers live, and that was great. Uh, Kenny Rogers yeah. actually put on one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, awesome. he was he was good. Yeah, he was really good. He's no weird Al, but no, but I I did see a documentary of 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 um, Kenny Rogers recently because I'm a big Dolly Parton fan, and was watching Kenny Rogers stuff for some reason because i've always really enjoyed kenny rogers too i'm that like 80s country stuff and i had no idea that he was the with the first edition like what condition what my condition are. was in like i had no idea that was him and then now every time i hear it i'm like i can so hear kenny rogers on that but just drop to see what condition my condition was in i just i was well, like I oh can- my gosh i had no idea that was kenny rogers and I didn't yeah. realize that either. Like yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What condition my condition was in? I mean, it's so him. And now when you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh, he was totally seventies, like that vibe. And then he shifted to that country rock pop kind of genre. But anyway, right. I totally get that feel from this song too, Jeff. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just going to say is that it was Kenny Rogers in the first edition that they were referencing. So not just Kenny Rogers, but the early Kenny Rogers. Yeah, first edition. So yeah. I would, I would like to hear that. The first edition song? Yeah, the first edition version of this, oh, yeah. this song. Yeah, that would be interesting. Kenny Rogers, we know you listen. Go out and we want you to cover this song. Um, I think <laughs> it would be hard. <laughs> is he dead? Did I? <laughs> I think he's dead. Isn't he dead? I don't think he's dead. Wait, I, is he not dead? I don't no, remember. I don't think he's no, dead. I have to look it up. I don't think he's dead. No, he's not dead yet. Okay, good. I don't think so. Hold on. I'm, I'm oh, just checking. Wow. Yes, no, he's dead. He died March oh, 20th. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, last year. 3 2020. Oh, in that case, in that case, I knew he was Nelson, dead. I would like you to cover the song. That's right, because all of the retrospective documentaries came out are right we, after are we, he died. Are we sure Willie's not dead too? Or uh, no, Willie is still. No, uh, Willie's okay. alive. Yeah, Willie is like the Keith Richards of country. Yeah, oh. he, yeah, he's like 157 years old. He's well preserved. <laughs> Amazing what a little weed with Willie will do. <laughs> a little weed and old. He's 88 <laughs> years old. He was born in 1933. Wow. Willie Nelson, mm. we know you listen. Please come on the show. <laughs> we'll sing some songs together. It'll be great. You'll be more interesting to talk you to. You're always on my mind. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> I can't wait to get back on the Comodian. Oh. <laughs> and we know what Jeff's new song is be. <laughs> so back to the song, everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a song too. There is a song. I was gonna say, does anyone have more musically they'd like to talk about with this song? <laughs> yes, I also hear Madonna's American Life. I'm hearing a lot of stuff in this song. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of um I I like the music to this, honestly. Uh uh there's some like they, they they did they said it was experimental and it definitely is it's very electronic um what yeah. is that what is that instrument after the bridge is that guitar yeah yeah it's just guitar yeah because yeah, there's just it almost guitar. sounds like a wah-wah pedal it almost sounds like a vocal uh that huh. that weird thing that comes in but uh yeah there's some i can i can i i it doesn't surprise me to know that kevin uh had a hand in this one because I'm hearing a lot of sounds and a lot of stuff in this one. Um, and, and that part of it, I like, like, there's just a lot of things happening. Um, it starts very uh, uh, like uh, sputter step uh, with that, with the, with the, the beat there, I can hear the Sean Paul. And like I said, when you get to the pre-chorus, uh, which leads into the chorus, I guess we can call it a pre-chorus, but it pre-chorus chorus, um, it gets very melodic. And I gotta be honest, uh, the, the, um, 
I had not heard this one before the before the episode. I've never heard this song. And uh, within like two listens, I was singing that pre-chorus and getting into it. I was just loving it. I'm trying to think of other songs that start with that sputter, that guitar yeah. sputter, mm-hmm. because there are a lot, and there's one that I can't, it's right here at the tip of my brain, and I cannot remember what it is. I can't remember, but it's it's like it starts and then it stops and that's you yeah, know that sputter yeah. of the G chord. I call it that. I'm probably not using the technical music term, but I call it the sputter thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's kind yeah, of like normally can't teach you. Yeah. What was that? That was my computer just randomly kicking an add-on. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess it's not that. I, I thought it was that. It's not that no. different. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of the instrumentals at first. Kind of like in the middle, it kind of uh, I was plateaued and kind of. Yeah, I was actually dull, curious but, to hear what you would say, Stefan, you know, because this one, I know you, I mean, you, you've talked a lot about the simplicity. You like the kind of things to. Um, you know, be a little more concrete and everything. This one's kind of all over the place, but uh, there was a part of me that it said, is. I wonder if Stefan would like this, though. <laughs> but it sounds great. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's like more like a 90s synth kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what genre this would even fit in, but it was, it's unique. Mm-hmm. I, I would never expect this from BNL. At right. All. Agreed. Agreed. They're doing some very non-BNL things in this song. Yeah, and they admit yeah, yeah they admit to do it's very outside the box. I think that's why I had such a hard time getting into it at first because it was it was definitely not what I was used to. It sounded like you said it was kind of very Madonna that 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 mid-90s period yeah. or late 90s period Madonna yeah. and like yeah, I just, I don't know. But now, then it grew on me. Like I said to Tracy, like it started to really grow on me um, mm-hmm. the more I listened to it. But it definitely, at first, I was like, I don't I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because it wasn't the syncopation. The, yeah, yeah, it's it was, weird. It, was it's, like, it's, it felt like it was tripping yeah. over yeah. itself constantly. Yeah. It was like, ba-dum, ba-dum, yeah. ba-dum, ba-dum. Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't just nail down the beat pattern and I'm until a- you get to the pre-chorus and then the pre-chorus right. goes into this like very clear uh four right melody and it's like where did you come from yeah like yeah. then it's it goes like, into hey. a very yeah is the is this a weird time signature on this song no it's in a traditional it's, it's either in four four, four or it's two four, four, two yeah. like it's either cut time which gives me the 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 bpm makes sense right like 193 bpm i would think it would be in cut time i could see um, you saying two two and maybe two two switches the four four on that four, could right? be the, yeah but no there's nothing weird about the time it's it's definitely it's the syncopation that makes you feel like it's a mm-hmm. weird time signature right. but it's yeah. not and it, I, I like the fact that you put it that it feels like it's tripping over itself all the time because it, it, you don't get the feel that you're const, that it's a, a moving song. You feel right. like it is constant stutter step. And the first time I listened to it, honestly, the first time I listened to it, like last week, it had been a while since I listened to it, like probably since the album first came out. And I was like, I, I thought for a second, did I pl- like hit two windows on my computer like i thought maybe <laughs> something was you know how sometimes you'll do that you'll play it and then it'll start so it felt like it was overlaid so i'm like no it's just that but it doesn't sound right it sounds like something is stopping and starting over what's stopping and starting so i thought i had layered it by accident and like it was like a fugue of re- one re- playing and then the next thing but no it was just the way the song was you remixed it yeah i remixed <laughs> It's an interesting choice to make considering what the song is about. And I think that this is a good time to start going into a little bit about about what this song is about. And like, is it about Steven? No, I don't, I don't think it is about Steven. Because Uh, the lyrics kind of are like, hey, some stuff went very wrong. And, but, you know we're not broken but we're bent mm. because of what happened and 
Um, I haven't fallen in line with this new thing that we've got going, but you'll still be on my mind. Um, I'll weather this with you. So I'm like, hmm. I hear a, a relationship song in this. And we yeah. talked about like some past relationship songs where there were a le- like they talked about issues. They talked about we, we talked about like some of the songs off All in Good Time, which sounded like, you know, cheating songs and, mm-hmm. and, and Mirrorball. We had the cheating songs. That's what I heard. Like I hear this as being the um, the, the next part of that saga. Uh, yeah. You know, trying to make amends, not just making friends. It means politely ends. We make a mess. I try to comprehend. Not broken, but well bent. I swear I did my best. I hear, like, the relationship in this one. Mm. Yeah. I'll weather this with you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll weather the storm together. Go ahead, Stefan. I heard you trying to say oh, something. Sorry, Stefan. No, no, no. I was going to say, you know, maybe it's just a public service announcement not to do drugs or something. <laughs> but um, I wonder... I wonder uh, if it's like Kevin and Ed's kind of song for the rest of the band. Like, you know, we're we're doing this on our own now. Like the four of us now we we've overcome that major transition. And hey, we're together now till the end. Like we're gonna we're gonna make it together because the four of us are still tight. We're still friends. Mm. Um, and you know, we're carrying on despite all of the garbage of the last couple of years, not garbage, but the disruption in the last couple of years that's really changed the course for our band. Um, I mean, they're a whole different band than they were in 2006, 2007. Yeah. yeah. The song is proof. <laughs> I mean, that would make the verse two line make sense, make believe the song can make it work. Hmm. I mean that would I mean with with in, in that context that makes sense. Like it's about the song, it's not about the band, it's not about the people, it's about it's the about song. the music, it's right? About the music, right? Yeah, I can see that. I I like that read on it. Yeah, it's a good read. Good read. I like it a lot better than the the adultery read. And then the so tell me, does it show wherever I go, you'll be on my mind, like? You know, does it show that I really appreciate the three of you so much for continuing this journey with me? Like, you know, the four of us together, band of brothers kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and when I said the relationship part, I didn't mean strictly adultery. I mean, no. any any relationship, any relationship, people make mistakes. They do. Um, I mean, the, the longer you're with somebody, if you know, you, you, you know that you've made mistakes in a relationship, you've done things wrong because as time goes on, you know, you, you, you know, uh, you go back, you settle in, you go back into being a human being and humans aren't perfect. And I kind of hear that like, yeah, yeah I, I screwed up. I did something wrong. And I don't mean anything like major, but. Well, no, but I get the feeling that there were, there were hints of that in silver ball. And that's where I was coming from of like, this album tends to make a lot more of that. Okay. We got past that. Now let's make this work kind of thing. Those types of songs on this album. Right. So that's where I came, came up with that piece. I can see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like navigate. But I think my, my uh, interpretation is better. <laughs> I like your interpretation. I, I like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, Ed, um, we know you listen. So, please come on the show and make Heidi a very, very happy human. <laughs> Happier than she normally is. <laughs> oh, no. Which is nearly impossible because she's pretty happy. I do like the line, not broken, but well bent. Yeah. Which we just had. I think well, the last time I was on was, what, three weeks ago. And the song that we did three weeks ago had a very similar line. Yes, yeah. the wheel. The, yeah, the branch. Like, yeah. yeah. The branch, yeah. I think, like, I think you're right, Jeff. I, I like that whole, I think that whole broken but not bent, but well bent. Like, it takes a lot for a band to recover after a major change is made. Um, especially a force like Stephen Page. So they're, they didn't break up. Like, they're not broken. The rest of the four are still there. But they were pretty, I'm sure there were many discussions on where do we go from here? What, who is our band now? What's our new vision? What's, like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to recreate new music together and go a different path? 
like so i could but that can really put put pressure on everybody are you okay yeah i just realized they made a mistake with my uh audio off it'll it'll take me an extra hour of work all right uh, oh 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 well don't worry because you're 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 bent but you're not broken tracy exactly that's right you're, it's that's right and i, yeah, I think that's the best line. the best songs i think are the ones that um aren't obvious they're the ones that the listener takes their meaning from and like i said i took a meaning from this song i took a meaning from um that standpoint of of you know you go through hard times you go through um uh whether it's a relationship song a friendship uh, a significant other um or just in general or a band song i i think I think this is a good song in that sense because I think you can listen to it and go, oh man, I really screwed up, but you know what? It's not over. I'm not done. And I think that a lot of people could take a lot of meanings from this one. And I think that's that's what a good song is. A good song you shouldn't listen to all the time. Like, I don't think someone, if this is about the band, I don't know if that's going to resonate with everybody because most of us aren't in bands. We're not, we don't have <laughs> bands that we, you know, um, that's, not, that's not a very wide market. But what is a wide market is, people just trying to get through their day to day. And I think this song does a good job, even if it is about the band, which I like that theory. I love it. Um, I think this is one that can resonate with a lot of people. Uh, right. You know, wherever I go, you'll be on my mind. There's nobody better forever and ever. I'll weather this with you. That can mean anybody and significant in your life. Frenzies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think, I think I can see it being written from that perspective, but it can mean like, again, multiple things, yeah. to multiple people. I think that when you have a song like this, that that where it is vague um, and where you are putting your own meaning into it, though, I think that the music has to shine through for you. And it has that has to be the connecting piece. It has to be something that you enjoy listening to as well, or otherwise the generality of it falls apart and it doesn't intrigue you anymore. Yeah, but I, can understand I that. I, but I think this song does that. Um, at least for me, it did because when I get that, that when I when I first hit that pre-chorus, like I said, um, by the the first time I was listening to it, I was already singing along, trying to figure out where this was going to go. I, there's something about that melodic structure of that pre-chorus that that hits me, that resonates. The second time I listened to the song, I was belting out that pre-chorus. Yeah, I really like the chorus. The like the I chorus. really do like it, and. Um, that made me go back and appreciate some of the um, experimental choices of the previous one. Um, yeah. So in that sense, I like it because I actually did listen to this and I was like, oh man, that's, you know, that, that hits lyrically. It's not a, I mean, it's not a profound song. There's no mm-hmm. clever wordplay. There's no B and L puns going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I, just I think it's just a song. Yeah. And if, uh, which is fine. I mean, some, I, uh, I actually got really down on myself one time writing a song and I said, wow, it's really simple. You know, when I was first playing guitar songs, I would do three chord songs. I would do AED songs or, or CFG songs. And someone once said to me, they're like, simple is fine. Simple is good. People like simple. Yes. And like, like you get to that bridge. If I close my eyes, I see it every time. I love that line. That, that just really, um, I, to me, stuck the landing. Huh. I agree. I think I think it's simple. Like sometimes we just think simple is too simple, but no, right. simple is sometimes exactly what it needs. I mean, let it be is simple. Yeah, it's right. One of the most brilliant songs mm-hmm. ever written, and it's one of those right. that I can't not listen to the whole thing every time I hear that's, it. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and it's incredibly simple, melodically yeah. simple, chords simple, like form simple. Mm-hmm. And it's it just can, brilliant. It can, like it can bring you to tears and bring you. Yeah, I mean that song well, for know? some reason gets me every single yeah. time. Um, but there's something magical about simplicity in some cases. And I often think of like in the jazz world too. Too bad Aaron's not here. Is in the jazz world, there are so many artists that think that they just have to play 457 notes. When if you hear one note just played brilliantly like with just the right amount of 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 tone and intonation and breath support and and um like there are so many things you can do with just a few notes in improv especially just a few notes can be as intriguing as using all of the notes in a scale so 
even the conveyance of emotion, because music is very similar to acting in a lot of ways, where uh, a good actor is in the moment, feels what that character is feeling. And good performers, good musicians, musicians, sorry, um, you can hear when they're feeling the song and they're conveying that emotion through it. You know, a person can play a note, but I mean, it's the difference between like a high schooler who's like just trying to get the note and somebody who's, you know, feeling it and understands where that note is coming from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that makes a difference. It's a big difference. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and you guys were saying like that, that this song, like it, it spoke to you. This song to me doesn't. And I think it's, I think that there are other very general songs that, that Ed writes, which are related to the, like it, it's related to something that he wants to then generalize for everyone. And it then works because of that. And it works for me because of the music that engages me. This is not one of those songs. This, the music of the song doesn't engage me. So when I went to go try to decipher the lyrics, I got was what was being said, but it didn't speak to me. Matter of fact, when I listened to the spoken word version of this um, that that Kevin's dad did, I was like, okay, I get what he's saying, but it's not. It doesn't relay anything important to me. And I think it really comes down to whether or not you feel the music. And it just didn't for me. But you know what I think too. You know, Jeff, Jeff brought up a good point. Like where where it could th make mean multiple things. Like if I think about my relationship with my best friend, we've been best friends since we were twelve, and we're now almost fifty. And there have been ups and downs, and we don't see each other every day. And you know, sometimes we'll go a year without seeing each other or talking to each other. But then when we come back, it's like it used to be. Um, and there are some things that have bended that relationship heavily um but we're still best friends like when she calls me up and she's like hey do you want to go see harry connick i'm like yeah you know like yeah. let's go and let's do a weekend or whatever um because we can make it work as best friends because like we know each other so well so i can so i can see that too like that that idea of 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 friendship and even ups and downs and when you get really angry because it's the one person that you can really vent to with and and they know that because you feel safe venting to them um and being angry with them or just whatever and you're going to come back and it's going to be okay it's not like a relationship in a, like a love relationship in in a um in a marriage or a significant other way because sometimes those things can't recover but you yeah. know there's something about those long friendships that you've had longer than any relationship so i don't know i can kind of see it that way too i i think what it comes down to me and the best way i can relay it is is from how i met your mother and it's the dobbler dahmer effect and if if it's something that both people are so so with doppler dahmer effect in the in the episode ps i love you um they talk about how if both people are into each other then a big romantic gesture works but if one person isn't into the other that simple gesture that same gesture comes off as a serial killer and so i i get that's kind of what I'm trying to say with the music piece. Whereas if you do that generality, that would speak to whatever part in your life works. If you love the music, then you're like, ah, you fell in love with what the message is. But if you're not into the music to begin with, the message gets lost and you're no longer into that, what, what it's trying to tell you. That's a really good point. I'm trying to think of songs that musically I just can't stand, but lyrically they're really great. That is a tricky one. You that know. is really tricky because um, there are some Beatles songs that musically I'm like, oh, no, no, no. But then I'm like, ooh, the lyrics are really uh, I thought of one I could say, but I'm afraid I'll be running out of town. So and vice versa, too. In <laughs> some ways the music is there, great. The there is one Beatles song that I absolutely love the lyrics to, but the music has never hit oh, me. Oh, do tell. Do tell. Yeah. 
Strawberry this is Fields. A safe space. Strawberry Fields. Mm-hmm. For some reason, um, I love the lyrics to Strawberry Fields forever, but for some reason, musically, it has never hit me. I think the way you know it does it's for too carnival like to yeah. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. In fact, I kind of like the way it was remade. Um, for across was it across, for across the, universe? the universe yeah right or from um didn't i think they somebody remade it for um oh sean penn uh such a good movie uh, i am sam i am sam which has mm. one of the most brilliant soundtracks mm-hmm. ever and thank yeah. goodness the beatles never let like they couldn't pay for the beatles catalog so they had to have right. yeah. seconds and i think it was so much I, better I, that I, way. I actually love the soundtrack for that movie and me too they, yeah. it's one of my favorites but i agree with you i think i like mm-hmm. the other versions better mm-hmm. which is it, it it is like sacrilege to say about the beatles but i agree with you mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of any other song that musically i'm like ew but we were talking to, we were talking about like the simplicity part of it and i thought about it i was like what is what is the song that i think of too that it kind of makes me think of that's that we that's very simple and very lyrically simple but it resonates and i i thought of, i i the whole reggae asset i mean think of it and i was like uh bob marley don't worry about a thing three little birds, every yeah. little thing gonna be a, like it's got three little chords and it's yeah. reggae yeah, and it's reggae, and I'm thinking that's that's one that that for me is like that too. Because usually I like a big complex song. I like a, I like a lot of chord changes. I like a lot of deep lyrics. But my God, that song comes on, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna worry about a thing, you know. Because <laughs> Bob Marley and, told me not to. Because Bob right. Marley told me not to, <laughs> and uh, I think that's that's why yeah. this song, this BNL song, works for me because it is an optimistic song. It feels like an optimistic song yeah. about you know you're allowed to make mistakes, you're allowed to screw up. Um, because I think a lot of us do. I, I know me personally, I get really beat up. I beat myself up over mistakes. Um, and I'm like, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to give up, you know. Um, and I've made, I've made a lot of mistakes. And uh, it's, it's same, a hopeful thing. On the same vein uh, that you guys are talking about, um, one of my most favorite songs is I Can See Clearly Now That Rain oh, Is Gone. Oh, God, yes, yes. Uh, by Johnny Nash, you know. Yeah. Um, for some reason, it breaks me down. And I can always see blue skies. Whenever I hear that song, yes. it's super simple, but it's one of my favorites. That's on my feel good playlist. Of, yeah, I was mm-hmm. also thinking of like Steve Winwood of like Higher Love, but yeah, I don't know why. I wore that album out. Um, that was one of my first albums, vinyl albums that I bought when I was in whatever <laughs> middle school, and I wore it out. Was Steve I, Winwood? It, Yes, higher it, love. That it album plays a lot in my my grocery store whenever I go, and I stop a lot of times after work. And I'm having a miserable day, and I will embarrass myself with that song because if it comes on in the grocery store, you could bet your behind. I'm walking down the aisle going, "Bring me a higher love," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's, it's a, simple, oh my God, what it's is just that? powerful." What is Simple that? Oh, A knows Bill Weathers. A knows sunshine when she. I know, I know, I know, I know. That I is know, a know, simple, simple song. That's a three chord, I think. But I man, <laughs> that song, I just, that jam is something mm-hmm. for me. I just love that song. He it goes into Otis Redding with Sitting on the mm-hmm. Dock of Bay. Yeah, mm-hmm. again. And well, I think getting back to that simplicity i think is so important like I, there are some amazing songs that are super simple right. and they're the, some of the greatest songs ever. yeah and i think i think with this song that's what hit me it's like it's not the it's not off the hook it's not brian wilson it's not the no. the, the 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 melodic hooks or the the clever wordplay that you expect from bnl um it's very simple but it worked for me the message worked for me the music worked for me i loved it i love the song Kind of like a heavy hitter in a way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Tracy, you've been awful quiet. Because <laughs> he disagrees would, with everything I, we're saying. I do. I do. So I would like to, unless you guys have some more you'd like to add, I'd like to get some ratings. I'm I'm going to get some hate mail this week, I think. Well, I, I think, think Jeff is a 10. Oh, thanks, Stefan. I think Aww, you're a 10. You are a 10, <laughs> you're, Yeah. You're, you're, Jeffrey. Oh, that reminds me that I have to uh, donate to your Kickstarter. And that reminds Ooh, me you, that I need you. to bring up the Kickstarter. If you ha- <laughs> if you are listening to this and you have not yet gone out and contributed to get Jeff's gifts, uh, Jeff's 
Kickstarter. I highly recommend it. it. Jeff, tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter. Okay, so I'm working on an album. Um, with, when the whole horror music thing started uh, a year ago, um, as as I was really enjoying it and getting into it, because uh, I love horror movies and I love making funny music, um, was really getting into it. And I said, I got to make an album. And then I started writing some originals. I started writing some more parodies. Um, so we have an album coming out uh, called Stabby Road. It is a parody of the Beatles' Abbey Road uh, cover uh, and everything. I think that and title is genius, by the way. Mm-hmm. Thank I you. I appreciate you. that. And actually, um, I would say I, it's one of the best album names that has come out in, I would say, a good 20 years. Like, it, well, it, well, I, I want to tell the big secret because when I when I when we came up with the title, something about it bothered me when I looked at the track list and uh, we came up with the perfect idea for it. And so we have a we have a big conclusion. I'll just say that to the album. It's going to be <laughs> very big. It's going to take a lot of work, but it's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got songs, um, you know, that you've probably heard, uh, including one that Tracy's on the zoom where it happened. Uh, um, you know, ones that have been released final girls on there. Uh, Midsummer nights is on there. We're going to do studio mixes of some of the other ones, Halloween road, which I did in quarantine, which was my own mix. We're going to have studio version, final destination, uh, uh, old apartment. We've also got some other songs coming that you haven't heard about, uh the thing the movie the thing uh we've got child's play on there uh so yeah we got 18 tracks on the album and uh it's gonna be uh, a lot of fun we're working on it uh constantly and um (laughs) which is why you haven't been on for a couple weeks including one with i the last the, the song we're working on now is my producer's favorite song that we've done he actually wrote it because he loves the movie so much uh so we've been working really hard to pull this one off i think it's a lot of fun uh, I think it was like the perfect movie parody combo. Uh, so we've been <laughs> going. He, yeah. So it's it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, would I would recommend that people definitely go out and contribute so, to the Kickstarter. There's a number of different levels. A lot of really great um, different things that people can can yep. get. From right. I believe if I donate, I get to sing on your next album. I, think I believe that's... that you you yeah. I, I don't want to say that out loud, but you get that for free. We've already talked about that. But, uh, <laughs> You don't have to pay for that. That's already going to happen. But uh, but there's uh, also one where you get yeah. like something from Salem Baxter. Uh, yes, yeah, Sal- Salem Baxter from Host will send you a personal message for twenty five dollars. Um, she's a, a a big support uh, ever since the Host song. Um, we have you know dig- digital copies, physical copies. Uh, Fifty dollar tier is a live tweet. You can live tweet any movie you pick with me on uh, Twitter. If you follow my Twitter, you know I love live tweeting movies. So. Uh, yeah, uh, so we've got a lot of fun little things on there. We, uh, my wife is making signature candles, horror movie candles. <laughs> That's going to be one of them. And, uh, and it's great because, I mean, when you go to buy an album for for the amount that you do, you know, usually you get 13, 14, like a BNL album, you're going to get 13, 14 songs. Jeff, how many al- songs are on this album so there are far? 18 songs on the album. I don't think we're going to go more than that because we've hit our 80 minute max. We have a CD can hold 80 minutes and we're right there. <laughs> so, so you're what's your, finan- your money? Yeah, what's your financial goal for the Kickstarter? Uh, it's actually $5,000. And the last time I looked, we were nestling $1,700. Um, I've been told by a lot of people, though, just as soon as I get my paycheck. Although, um, one thing about Kickstarter is you don't have to pay. Um, it, it, it doesn't charge any cards until the end and only if we make the goal. Um, so I always like to tell people, because I forget that, too, because I like backing a lot of people. I like backing movies and, and music. Um, they don't charge you right now. It's basically just like at the end. Um, but the goal is five thousand dollars. And uh, and we're we're going to hit the halfway point uh, this weekend over Thanksgiving weekend. I'm hoping to get the new single out. And I think that's uh, uh, going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to get the, the album cover out soon, which is being done by my awesome friend, Neil Frazier, who does a lot of great poster work. And when is the Kickstarter end? So it ends on December 12th. All right. So you have till December 12th, people, yep. which by the time this comes out is going to be just a few days away. So make sure you go out and do this immediately. Yes, we'll be in the home so stretch. If 100 people contribute $50, you'll make the goal. We got it. Yeah, right. So, so everybody <laughs> just contribute like $50. That's not much. You know, hold back on coffees for a couple months. And uh, you, you'll be able to donate that to. Yes. 
I I can't wait to hear this album and give it a rating. But Jeff, what what are we rating tonight's song? I was thinking let's do degrees because uh, we talked about how this was based on a Sean Paul song and he had temperature as his uh, big song. So I think this should be on a scale of zero to five degrees. Ooh. Okay. Not like 98 degrees. Not like 98 degrees. No, that's, no, that's... no, no. We're, we're in the Northeast. So no, right. you it can't does, go it, that. It right, was not right. 98 degrees today. It was, yeah. but what? But cold? But what? <laughs> My but... car is showing that it's 27 it's so degrees cold. Fahrenheit right now. And for you that are in Canada, that is 27 Fahrenheit. <laughs> Fahrenheit, yep. <laughs> right. It's considerably different than Celsius. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. 27 is Celsius a, isn't too bad. That's nice. No, that's where you're getting around 98 degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, um, who's going first? I, I would recommend not me. <laughs> okay. No. So, um, again, this song grew on me. So, if I'd had done, if we'd have done this maybe uh, a few weeks ago, um, and I hadn't have really listened to it, it would be a lot lower. Like my original was low. It was really low for me. Um, but now I think I, I'm it's growing on me. So right now, and it might change, who knows? Um, but right now it's about a 3.5. It's the lowest I think I've given anything except for what, what yeah, I think night photographs. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my favorite. You also gave a 3.4 to navigate. Oh, that's right. I did. You're right. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, so you're, yeah, no, I, I like Navigate better than I like this. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Respectable, but not Heidi's best. Still above right. average. Yeah. Still above average. Nope. Um, I'll jump in. Uh, like I said, I actually like the experimental parts of this. I like what they do with the, the music. I like the introduction of some of the, the sounds that they use. Um, that pre-chorus just hits me every time. And uh, uh, I just love that. Um, uh, yeah, this was one where the, the more I listened to it, the more I was just on board with it. I, it's a simple song, like we talked about it, uh, lyrically simple, but I think the message just hits. And I think it's one of those messages that hits a lot of people differently. So, um, I mean, it's definitely not in my top tier B&L songs, but I love it. I, I would play it uh, over and over. So I'm going to give it a 3.4. Stefan. <laughs> Stefan, did we lose you? Stefan. Stefan. You There's might have no to... Stefan song. I know. We need a Stefan song. Oh, right, Stephen. I'm sorry. You guys are breaking up a little bit. That's hard to do. We're breaking oh. up. It's hard to do. Name that movie, Jeff. Uh, it's in a movie. I don't know yeah, it's that just that section. Breaking up. Is oh wait, hard wait. To um, do. Uh, isn't it in um like one of the John Cusack movies? My favorite movie ever made. Uh, is it? Is it? Uh, uh, um, better off. The dead? greatest movie ever better made. Better off dead. Is it better off dead? Yeah. When he's flipping the stations, right? My uh, number one favorite yeah. favorite movie mm -hmm. of all time. I want my two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> so it's my turn to. Yeah, it's your turn, this, bud. Huh? Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Jeff. Um, I always, on one hand, I'm like, what is this? This is way different than any other Bien Hall song I've ever listened to. But objectively, as, as music goes, I liked the beat. I like the instrumentals. I like the keyboards. I like the, the 90s sound to it. It was... I, I can see the uh, Sean, whatever his name is, uh, influences, and I, I actually kind of like that name, uh, that song. Um, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I couldn't really make out much of the lyrics when I was listening to the song. I, I didn't read uh, the lyrics afterwards because I've been driving, and uh, I listened to the, the song while I was driving. But um, I'm thankful for you guys breaking down the the lyrics on that and that was pretty cool uh it, it put some meaning into it but i liked how um they didn't dwell on nobody the, the words nobody better and they didn't repeat it over and over again it was kind of mm -hmm. uh, you know it's like it was brought up here and there 
but it had impact when they said it. So I like the song. I would put this on my uh, playlist because I just like the beat of it. I like the sound of it. And it's unique. It's kind of cool. I think they do an, an excellent job at the sound and, and, and the song as a whole. I think it's really good. Um, so what am I going to rank this thing? Well, it's a good question. Jeez, I don't know. I, I started to have a conversation with myself. <laughs> I caught Stephen, myself what are you going to rank this? I don't know. What am I going to rank this? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, I almost, uh, I almost had a little Little there. angel and the devil appears on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Holy crunk, you know? Uh, um, well, I, I got to give this some thought. I, I like it, but it's different. Is it really BNL? I'm not sure, but I like it. Yeah, it's hard. Don't know. I'm going to say 3.75 oh, because I, oh, wow. well, it's a little bit lower. I could rank it higher, but I, just, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> for BNL, it's not really a BNL song, is it? But it's different. It is, yeah. I like it. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm fluctuating between like, 4.25 and 3.75. Wow. Maybe I'll just go four. Average. I was going to say average average it out. Score it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. Now I'm going to change it in the thing. Hold on. Four. Okay. Tracy, what would you like to rate? Uh, nobody better. So, <laughs> yeah. um, well, guys. Yeah, Tracy. Tracy, you're a master raider, so. <laughs> no, we already did that song. Yeah, we did oh, that song right. before my time. I am going to get so much hate mail this week, I swear. Um, if you disagree with me, write to bnlabcs at gmail.com and tell me how stupid I am. Um, Sorry, that, that was said, sending hate mail. <laughs> there is nothing I like about this song. Um, I, truly, I ap- absolutely nothing I like about this song. Um, the stuttering music, um, when I listened to the spoken word version, I didn't I didn't even like the poetry of the song, but like I said earlier, I think that's, I think the music ruined it for me. Um, The dance electronica beat. And I, that's what I'm calling it because I don't think of this as reggae at all. I like reggae. I I don't like what this is, whatever they're trying to do with the reggae electronica version of this. Um, The bridge is bare bones and in my opinion, and I don't like the guitars and what they're doing with the guitars during the bridge. Um, I I, I think BNL plays it with talent, but the song to me is like that noise that Lloyd makes in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, to me. The most annoying sound in the world. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Exactly. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Ing. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. 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 Mockingbird. Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy me a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, she's gonna buy me a diamond ring. And if that diamond ring don't shine, hey Lloyd, look, there's some people want to ride too. Not that noise. I wish it were that noise. Um, there's nothing worse to me than nobody better. So wow. Uh, I wow. I'm Jeez, yeah. like wow. Wow. I'm tell us how you tell us how you feel. Like war pestilence and nobody better. That's that's where you've got it right now. War, pestilence yep. and nobody better. Wow, that's just Yep. Wow. Um I might actually drop this further when we do the review the year in review, but right now it's it's actually a real song. Um, so I can't lower any further than one. Wow. Um, one is the loneliest th- number that you'll ever do. <laughs> so there's it's that. Also, it's also a singular well, sensation. I, I hear. Yes, it is. Every little move um, Tracy makes. No, 
guys, this song was torture to me this week. Wow. Um, there, wow. there's a psychological music theory that says that if you you really like something, the more you listen to it, you're gonna love it. The more that you don't, that's in that middle ground. The more you listen to it, the more you're gonna like it. But if you really hate a song, the more times you listen to it, you really grow to hate the song with a vengeance and that's what happened to me this i wonder if you song. just put it on the back burner for a few weeks and flush yeah. your ears out and then listen to it again in a different like, frame stick some ginger in your ears maybe but I, i'll say like my first impression when i first heard this album was exactly the same um you know i just i i listened to this song as many times as i could this week but i really i didn't like it yeah so it, it's gonna be a one Wow. wow wow listeners i'm yeah, really I get sorry the same feeling from uh, uh, what's new pussycat not you sure know, what Tom happened uh, listen to it, it gets worse somebody peed in his wheaties so uh <laughs> we'll get back to you after the aliens uh well leave. we're gonna take so a few weeks tracy's, off and give tracy some time right. to, yeah they're now called wee wheaties wee wheaties oh <laughs> 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 That one deserved it. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty yeah, impressive. Thank you. I will thank say. You. I'm here all week. Um, so this week's appearance is going to bring us back to what I think are better days. Um, frequent show member of the show, or sorry, frequent visitor to the show, Allison McBride, dug up this week's video, and it is a gem. Um, it is legitimately, as of this point, the earliest time that BNL was on TV. Prior to Conan, prior to Speaker's Corner, wow. it aired in November. And I know, like, holy cow. Um, it aired in November of 1990. Um, they received a YTV Achievement Award. And after they played the song, which we don't have the song on the video, anyone out there can find the song that they were playing, please. Because you, you know they're playing a song because they put down right. the instruments as to, to receive the award. Um, I don't know what the song was. Andy wasn't with them, and they referenced that as they're getting the award. But the great thing is we get to see Ed beatboxing, we get to see Jim dancing, and we get to see Steven improv rapping. It is so much fun. Wow. That's cool. Thank you for whoever found that video. Allison, thank you thank so you, much. Allie. Yeah, Allison. Yeah, uh, Allie. Names. Pop culture anthropologist. <laughs> Woo so guys, guys, nice, tonight nice. we have something to celebrate. What's um, that? Uh, this my... was our 200th episode. <gasps> oh. We hit 200. That means we are two-thirds of the way two. there. Or oh, we're two-thirds of the way there. Oh. Sorry. I thought we was... can make it. We can make it. <laughs> I thought it was because of my preliminary divorce judgment. But no. <laughs> and you know what? No, you know what? No. I'd like to make it with you. <laughs> I really think we could make it good. I, I just married. For those of you that I don't know, divorced, and you're like hitting on me like that. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's kind of. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm a rebound kind of girl. <laughs> I mean, that, that's I'm pretty really forward. A girl, I, but you know, that's quick. I mean, I might take you up on it, but I mean, I think you're you're seeing somebody. <laughs> well, I was going to go with a different song to to describe what tonight is, Doctor oh, Welsh. What would that be, Master Como? I was gonna, I was gonna say, "Oh, Holy Night" would be the way to oh, describe tonight. Oh, Oh, Holy Night. Oh, it's not quite "Oh My yeah. Lanta," but no. <laughs> but that is the song we're discussing. Oh, next oh, song. Yeah. Okay. really? All right. Wow. All right. So we're so going we're in that direction. <laughs> so I get to be tortured two weeks in a row. <laughs> this is a wonderful way to finish my. Uh, so we're moving out of the ends, huh? We oh are. Gosh, we yeah. are out of the ends. Whoa! Moving right along. Until they come like up with a new album, and then we have to throw in something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to see everyone's O face oh next week. No. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yo, oh, yo, oh, yo, catch this. <laughs> <laughs> so, next week, join us as we get to see everyone's O face, but you don't because this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Just, just imagine that you're seeing our O faces. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> and it's going to give yeah. you nightmares. 
<laughs> we hope so. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, listeners. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.